the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our series is simply entitled His Glory, and we're looking at that progression next. Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Hi there, and welcome. This is Times of Refreshing. Our time together today with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman will take us one final time to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. It's there that we see the progression of this glory as it culminates in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're focusing our attention on this series because oftentimes, The glory of God is missed entirely for other things that we can actually see. For the details, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman on this edition of Times of Refreshing. God gives us and places us in those moments where where our faith, the gift of faith comes over us and all unbelief is suspended. He says in verse 9, to another the gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Some people God has given through the manifestation of the Spirit, which is a revelation of God's glory. He gives people the ability to pray about certain things, and God heals them when it comes to to healing. Certain diseases and sicknesses. Some people just have faith, and they just have the gift of healing in this area, and they lay hands, and something powerful happens because because of God using and flowing through them. He says gifts of healings. So there's different... There's different forms and different uh, expressions and manifestations when it comes to the gifts of healing. God begins to use people just to heal cancer by laying on of hands. He uses other people to, to heal diabetes by the laying on of hands. And this is how God operates. And so this is the manifestation of the Spirit. And woe be it to any church that says that this isn't for today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen? I I thank God it is for today. That God still does these things today, and he will continue to do these things. It's the inheritance of the church for God to move in our lives like this. Can I have an amen? He says here, he says in verse 10, to another the working of miracles. The working of miracles. And these are the suddenlies in our lives. When God does something immediately and suddenly in our lives in terms of miracles. He says here, he says in verse 10, to another prophecy. We talk about the prophetic. We prophesy in this church. We've been prophesying in this church even before the church was started. We've been prophesying all over the world. And we see God releasing prophetic words through this church, and it's a blessing. Now, 15 years into this, we have prophetic, we have a whole team. We have the school of the prophets. We have a prophetic institute here at the church. And so we've been prophesying and ministering to people for years. God, who is the God who sits outside of time. 
He's not limited by time, space, or travel. He sits outside of time. And he's not only in your past, he's in your presence. God knows your future because he sits outside of time beholding time. And because he's beholding time, he knows what's coming into your life 10 years from now. So he causes people to tap into his omniscience to give you a sliver of revelation concerning something that is coming down the line in your life that you don't know about yet. And what does it do? It inspires you. It gives you hope. It encourages you. And it strengthens you. So as you continue to live on, you run into something that God had prophesied. This church and the ministry that we have here have been prophesied Three or four, I think it was four years before we planted this church, it, it was prophesied this church would be here. Do you know that it was prophesied in this valley by that same person that prophesied to me about this church that there was going to be somebody that was going to come to this area? This was a prophetic word that came forth like in 1995. We planted our church in 2003. There's a prophetic word that came forth that says somebody was going to retire from professional sports and was going to plant a church in this area. And the church was going was to, God was going to use the church and people were going to get saved and get filled with the Holy Spirit. And there was going to be a move of God that was going to come forth from the church. And I had no idea about it. But one day... One of my preacher friends came to me. He said, hey, man, he says, you don't even know this, but you were prophesied about way back in 95, and you don't even know about it, do you? I said, no, what are you talking about? And he tells me the story. There was a prophet. We got the video. And another person that was there told me, too. We got, we got the tape. That, that somebody from the, from the Raiders was going to retire and plant a church out here and blah, blah. I said, what? <laughs> Whoa. Are you serious? He said, Pastor, I'm telling you, you're not going to believe this. I was in the service. I said, <laughs> but God, this is what happens when the prophetic goes forth because this is how God operates. And so I look up and I'm just being obedient. And then somebody else tells me, hey, listen, you don't even know you were spoken about before you even got here. He says, now look what he says here. He says to another discerning of spirits, to another discerning of spirits, God supernaturally gives you the ability to discern or distinguish between good spirits and bad spirits in your life. Okay, now this isn't judging people or suspicion. Because some of y'all are suspicious and you just, you're calling it this gift of, of discernment. But no, you always been suspicious. <laughs> you came out the womb suspicious. Everything. You better watch them. You better look out. Stop judging people and thinking everybody's got a demon. Because this is, this is the thing. Discerning of spirits gives you the ability to see spirits. That means good spirits and, and bad spirits. So you're able to see the spirit of God on somebody. And you're able to see. If the only thing you keep on talking about is demons, then you may have one. That won't let you see straight. Can I have an amen up in this place? If that's the only thing you can see. 
We can't even go to church and have a good time because you don't see every demon in the building. <clears throat> you saw him in the cafe. You saw him when we were in the church. We saw him in the children's church. Can we just enjoy the service? <laughs> Can I have an amen, y'all? Discerning of spirits. We should be able to see good and bad. Just got to correct some of that up in here. He says to another, different kinds of tongues. All right? So we believe in glossolalia. We believe in people speaking in an unknown tongue as the Spirit of God gives them utterance. It's biblical. It didn't go away. Apostle Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. But in the church, he understood there had to be order in the church. Here at the church, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believe in people speaking in tongues. We're not flipping out. You guys see here, we're not crazy. You know, we tell people, hey, listen, if you, if you have, you're going to speak in tongues, you have an interpretation of tongues, then go for it in the mic. But if you don't have an interpretation of tongues, then speak to yourself and to God. Don't hijack the church speaking in tongues and nobody knows what you're saying. You may be getting blessed, the Apostle Paul said, but nobody else is edified. We want everybody to be edified, amen? And so we don't think it's crazy. It's a lifestyle. You know, it's a life what God has done. But what we, what we do is we want to have classy Christianity. People look at us and we speak in tongues and we prophesy and we cast out devils. We got to discern their spirits. But we're not wackos. And we're not doing things out of order. When they're not speaking in tongues, yeah, they are right there in their seat. Let them praise God. But if you're going to come up here and preach and you just speak in tongues the whole time, who in this place is getting blessed? I'm sorry. I don't have the interpretation of what you're saying. Can I have an amen? Well, I will say this because a lot of churches that are more charismatic and believes in the gifts of the Spirit, this is what turns people off sometimes. It's crazy. You can't even walk in the door. Everybody trying to lay hands on you. Can I take my seat? Can I, can I take my seat? No, I see something on you. Well, well you're not going to do nothing with it because you're not laying hands on me. I don't even know you. I just got here. Can I have an amen? We got to break some of this stuff off the church because God wants to reveal his glory, but he doesn't want a glorious mess. So he's not going to pour out his spirit until we create some boundaries and some and give us give us some give us some biblical some biblical guidelines on how this stuff is done so that we don't have a a wild fire a wild fire if you're praying over somebody you hey, pray a little bit in tongues that's fine but then pray in english so they can understand what you're saying pray in some english too so they can know okay oh oh they blessing me can i have an amen they're praying a blessing over my life. And what, what happens is we get, we get this thing in the church. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> like we're supposed to just be crazy in here. Y'all didn't know I could dance like that, did y'all? <laughs> I still got a little something in me. <laughs> but what happens is, listen to me. We, we got to get to a place where the church, the church is solid. It's firm. It's fixed. And yes, we believe in the power of God and the gifts of the Spirit. But it's a holy place, a reverent place. And the glory of God is being revealed. And it's not wild and out of control. Out of control. He said, do things decently and in what? 
He wants us to have order in the place. He wants us to have order in place. So the manifestation. Look what he says here. He says to another the interpretation of tongues. But one. Look at verse 11. But one and the same spirit works all these things. Distributing to each one individually as he wills. So it's his desire. It's his what he's trying to do in the midst. We're able to discern it. Let the spirit of God move. And we're able to embrace the gifts that God has given us as is seen, seen fit and it pleased him. This is what we don't. This is what we want to do. But what we don't want to do is have a church that's wild and crazy and out of control. It runs people away and people walk. Oh Man, what, the, what in the world is going on in there? And I've been to churches like that. I've been to churches and I've been places where you, you, you're trying to come and I want to just see God. And then somebody comes over there. I want to pray over you. God is showing me something. I remember I went to a church in Portland. God came over to me and I tell this story all the time. He came over to me. Brother, can I pray for you? I looked at that guy. I said, no, you can't pray with me. I said, No. He said, why, is something wrong with you? I said, nope, something wrong with you. I said, I don't know you, man. I just got here. Can I enjoy the conference? He said, all right, brother. I said, all right, praise God. I, I didn't lose any sleep over it. Because this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. We want to do things differently and in order. And you don't have to be spooky to be spiritual. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen, y'all? You don't have to be spooky to be spiritual. Last thing here. We're going to close. Colossians chapter 1, verse 24. So we got transformation, manifestation. And the last thing is revelation. Okay, revelation. Revelation. When the glory of God is being revealed, we've, we've, we've made sure that we've put our focus on Jesus. He begins to transform us. Then we start seeing a manifestation of what God is doing in our midst. But now we also have to keep in mind that there's a revelatory aspect of God's word that he's also going to begin to reveal to us and through us. Okay? So everyone should be gaining in knowledge and insight into the deeper things of God's scripture. Colossians chapter 1, verse 24 on down to 28. This is important. And it's a sign that the glory of God is being revealed in your midst. Look what he says here. Apostle Paul, he says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church. Of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God. Stewardship from God. God begins to take what he has stored and he begins to distribute it to to preachers and to ministries. And it has become a stewardship now. The revelation that you have received biblically have become, have, have been granted to you so that now you might pass them out. The messages that you hear is not just something that I came up with, I think it's a good idea. I pray and say, God, what do you want me to say to your people this morning? 
What do you want me to say? And then God says, this is what I want you to communicate to the people of God. And it's a part of the stewardship to dispense that to the people of God. And then he says here, he says, um, he says, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints, has been revealed to his saints. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this ministry, of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works, he says, in me mightily. I love this. So what happens to us now is we've got transformation. We want manifestation, but we also want revelation. And God consistently will begin to dispense his knowledge to us through his word. And it's our job to steward that and make sure we're constantly pouring it out so that people can continue to grow progressively. I love this because he's talking about ultimately what the ultimate, the ultimate message is, which is Christ in you, the hope of glorification is the hope of glory. And so and this is what I talked about with transformation. God's ultimate goal is to be get you to become more like him. And we do that by constantly beholding Christ. And then Christ in us becomes the hope of glorification. God is, we glorify God, and then he begins to glorify us. I mean, he begins to change us. And we begin, our face begins to shine. Like Moses' face began to shine. Our countenance begins to change. Our life from the inside. The inside of us begins to change. And he begins to cause us to become more like him. Well, that also happens because revelation is constantly being granted. Revelation is being poured out. That you're coming to church and you're hearing something that says, oh man, I didn't hear that before. That's, that's oh, I like that. I see that now. And sometimes, now watch this y'all, it's so awesome. Sometimes God will cause you to hear something that you've heard 50 times, but in that moment, can I have an amen, y'all? All of a sudden, your eyes get open to, wow, I never saw that before. That's what Queen tells me all the time. I'll be talking to Queen on the phone. We'll be preaching at each other like this. And, I never saw that. I can't believe you just said, oh, that is God. And, I, and so what happens, and the same thing with her. Y'all, of a sudden, you're talking to somebody, and it's like, I know I read that scripture. Then you start thinking, well, how come I didn't see it? Well, maybe because you're blind. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Maybe because, maybe because progressively, God unveils things to you. Can I have an amen? Progressively. I don't know. I don't know everything. But my prayer is, I know what I need to know at this point in my life to keep me progressing down the same, you know, level of progression. 
And so what happens is God pulls the cover off. You read this scripture five times. And this is a beautiful thing about this Bible. It's inexhaustible. You're going to have to, you're going to be getting revelation your whole life when you read this book. Amen. And I love it when people come to me and they say, well, pastor, I read through the Bible in a year. I say, well, you better read it again. Because there's so much more to be learned and so much, so many layers that God pulls back as you're going through. Well, revelation should be a part of the house. As we study our Bibles and the glory of God has come into our midst, then what happens is the revelation of the glory of God begins to take root. And then God starts to peel back layers of his word that makes us continue to grow. And we have to embrace that. Stop thinking that you have to know everything now. You don't. You just need to know what you need to know right now for where God has you. Jesus looked at his disciples. He says, I have many things to share unto you. He said, but you're not able to bear them yet or to bear them now. So some stuff God's not going to unveil to you because you're not ready for it yet. And that's okay. And you can look at this Bible till you're blue in the face. But until the Holy Spirit, whoosh, the words aren't going to come alive to you. So what I've learned to do is just read and keep watering myself, watering myself, watering myself. And then all of a sudden, God will just shine the light on this. And sometimes my wife will tell you, sometimes I'll be on a verse for like two weeks, one verse. I can't, I, I try to read something else and I don't know, this verse right here. I just stuck on here. I'm just stuck on this verse right here. Two weeks, I'm sitting on this verse, and then God just causes it to come alive. And then what happens, saints, is I'll stand up here, and I'll preach to you guys for an hour, 45 minutes, and I'll have three scriptures on my page. But it's just God causes it to come alive. But how in the world did he get all that in one verse? I know what some of y'all say. Would this just, God causes it to come alive. And it's not something you do. It's something that God does. He pulls back the veil. Well, for all of us, if we're going to have a glorious church, we've got to have revelation. And that takes us, it takes us spending time with God and saying, God, reveal yourself through your word. Give us revelation. I want to get into the mysteries. Isn't that what he said? He said the mystery. I love it. He says the mysteries. He said the mysteries. To them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Apostle Paul got a hold of this. And that which was a mystery, God unveiled. Oh, wow. Sometimes for us, and I'm going to close with, in all this. Sometimes for us, the mystery is, the mystery is, how in the world, what does he mean by husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church? I read it, but for some people it's, it's mysterious. It's just, and then all of a sudden, boom, it clicks. I got it. Sometimes it's a mystery. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For some ladies, that's a mystery. That's a big mystery. <laughs> he says, as to the Lord. As to the Lord. And so, pe- and so some people are saying, well, I don't get that one yet. 
Well, my prayer is that God gives you revelation. Amen? And so what happens is, we, so some people, so what, the point I'm making is this, saints, is that mystery isn't something that's way out there and deep and profound. Sometimes it's the simplest thing. That we live through on a day-to-day basis. But it's just so mysterious to us because it doesn't make sense to us. But then God, he reveals. And in the church, as we read this Bible, we want God to continue to give us more and more revelation. So that his glory would be revealed. And ultimately, once again, it would lead to Christ in us, the hope of glory. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us, Times of Refreshing. 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. I would invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless.